All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Bourbon Hound Podcast with Rob McDonald and Mike Teeples, two bourbon hounds on the hunt for their next bottle. Hey, Rob, here we are at the uh, Bourbon Hound Podcast. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? Doing, doing real good, man. It's been a while since we've had a, uh, another episode. I'm like, super excited tonight because a lot has gone on. How about in your world? What's, uh, how's the hunting been so far? Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It has been a while and uh, probably too long, but I'm glad to get back on here and start recording. And uh, yeah, just um, looking for those bottles of bourbon, man. Um, just trying to trying to find what's out there and um, getting excited uh, for the upcoming bourbon hunting season, right? So, uh, how about you? Any new stories to report on? Well, yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, Weller's always hot. It's always always hard to find, and I've gotten my hands on some antique 107, and I've got the uh, 12 year, but I've been trying to get my hands on a bottle of foolproof, and a buddy of mine scored a bottle of Weller foolproof and brought it over, and I ended up trading him. I just didn't feel good taking it for nothing. I said, hey, Cody, thanks for hooking me up, but I got to give you something for this. So I gave him a bottle of Antique 107 and a 12-year because I had multiples of that one. And he said that was cool. And then I went into this liquor store, and I was talking to the guy that I always hit up when I go in there to see if he's got anything special in back or whatever. And I told him the story. I said, hey, my buddy hooked me up with a bottle of Foolproof. And I said, you've been looking for me. He hadn't been able to get me one. I can't find it anywhere. So I traded him these two bottles. And he says, uh, he goes, oh, man, I let you down. I should have been able to hook you up with that eventually. He said, I tell you what, I got something for you. Goes in the back room and comes out with the new release of Stag Jr. So I was able to turn one score into two just by talking to the guy, Pete, at the liquor store here in town, and he hooked me up. So I was pretty excited about that, man. Very you? nice. Any, yeah. Any cool? What do you got it, going on? Yeah, you know, a um, couple interesting scores recently. One would be um, – I actually, you know, I built kind of a relationship with a couple of my local go-to stops and uh, they know that I'm looking and uh, just randomly, it's been, it's been several weeks ago. Um, they uh, just sent me a picture of a bottle of foolproof and I replied back and was like, man, that's awesome. Any chance it's for sale? And they're like, yeah, you're, first get first pick at it you know and so then my next question was how much and none you know knowing what they had and they know what they could probably sell it for but at the same time um you know loyal customers and and that you know trying to stick close to msrp so uh i think i paid right around 60 dollars for it and they That's held right it on. for me yeah yeah it was perfect so i was super stoked for that um and then probably the most exciting, really, story would be that, um, so I took my family to the uh, Eureka, Kansas Pro Rodeo here recently, and that's a two-night event, and they had, one of the sponsors was Horse Soldier Bourbon. Very ah, cool. Very cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the guys that um, were the first on the ground, um, Army Special Forces, after 9-11 went to Afghanistan and they're telling the story, you know, they're getting ready to kick off the rodeo. And so you got the rodeo announcer, MC, whatever you want to call him, you know, he's on his horse and, and he's 
telling this story and and the guy one of the horse soldier uh, so he he technically is a horse soldier from being in the service but he's one of the um, guys that runs this distillery and they had it they had it there at the rodeo they had a couple little tents where you could buy um, cocktails with horse soldier bourbon and got some cool little cups I think I posted a picture in the group and uh, so he's telling the story about how they're flying to Afghanistan literally in in the plane with uh, with his battle buddies and they're going to Afghanistan not even sure what they're going to get into and they somehow get uh, communication that says uh, be prepared to use uh, native uh, livestock for transportation and they had no idea what that even meant like camels alpacas donkeys and so they get there and they wind up using horses and saddles and he talked a little bit about how that was kind of tricky because their their attack and equipment wasn't the best and so just kind of gave the rundown and then you know they always bring in the colors right the american flag at the beginning of a rodeo and the american flag was actually two paratroopers that were horse soldiers that flew over the rodeo grounds and jumped out of an airplane with this giant American flag hanging under them and landed right in the middle of the rodeo arena. So very cool. Yeah, it was it was super sweet. And uh, you know, the, the horse soldier guys were there and I'm a fan of their bourbon. And so yeah, you know, I didn't score any bottles or anything like that, but it was pretty cool. Did they do something where the I thought somebody told me there's some something special in the metal that's on the labels of their of their bourbon. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be worth checking out for sure. To do yeah. some research on that. I thought that somebody said something about some 9-11 reference or something like they got some some metal from uh, from the Twin Towers or something. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I thought I'd heard that rumor. Okay. So, okay. Well, hey, Rob, what are you drinking tonight? So I am tonight, I'm doing the uh, Knob Creek. I've got a small batch. It's 100 proof. And uh, man, it's, it's some pretty sweet stuff. I'm going to pop one open here. And pour a little bit there. How about you? I'm drinking the early times. Drinking the early times, man. So a buddy of mine has got a uh, an old time mirror, early times mirror in his man cave. And I saw that and I saw that you could, they just released this early times bottled and bond and kind of hard to find in some places. If you get it, it's like 24, 25 bucks. Right, so, right. Uh, but, but hard to find in some places. I did find one, one in town that's got a couple of cases. So I bought a bunch, but they were telling me that Sazerac has bought the company that makes early times and well, they bought not sure what's yeah they bought the early times label because that was brown foreman right so right. the old forester right so they didn't buy the company but they bought that label okay okay that's what it is he, right. he just said we're just not sure what sazerac's gonna do with this stuff so we bought every case we could get our hands on thinking this yeah. might go it might go someplace weird and it might be more valuable so i picked up a couple of bottles and for 24 bucks i figured if i didn't like it it could be a mixer yeah, it's, it's a good uh, pour, man. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And it's, uh, I read that it's got a little bit of a creamy mouthfeel to it. And I definitely can feel some of that too, but it's definitely got a little bit of a citrus on the front and um, a little bit of spicy on the backside, but good stuff. Good nice. Stuff. Yep. Good, good, good. Yeah. You know, this, this Knob Creek, um, I like all their stuff. And, um, and that's the, uh, you know, one of the beam products and, you know, kind of uh, made its name, I, I would almost say as a, as a hipster 
uh, type whiskey there at one point, some of their advertising and stuff that they've done, but, um, you know, they make a lot of between their um, nine year and their small batch and their 12 year and their 15 year. Um, it's a pretty good line. You know, if you, if you don't mind, I know some people don't care for that. Um, there's a little bit of a, a peanut note in Knob Creek and um, I like that. So um, if you're into Jim Beam, if you're um, you like the old granddad, uh, if you like that little bit of a peanut, peanut butter, toffee kind of note, uh, yeah, give Knob Creek a try if you haven't had it. They've also got a 25th anniversary. I'm not sure if it's a 25 year, but it's a kind of a black bottle. That's hard to find. It's sold in a kind of a wooden box, just like the 15 year. And that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty good stuff too. I've had a pour of that. Nice. So, Hey, I had something, a buddy of mine called me and said he was, he was pursuing getting the angels envy 10th anniversary uh, one that was coming out here just now. He was thinking about driving down there to pick this thing up and it was going to be $350 a bottle. It's finished in Japanese. I think it's Mizunura Oak or something. I, I didn't know what it all was. I did a little bit of a research, but $350 a bottle. I said, man, that's probably pretty good stuff, but $350 is a little high for me. I said, you know, prepare yourself because in the next three or four months, there's going to be some incredible bourbons hitting the markets. And so I was checking the release dates of some things coming up and I kind of wanted to share that with the crew here because um, it's pretty. It's a pretty exciting time for a bourbon guy. September has actually got a bunch of uh, releases by Four Roses. They got a 12-year coming out, a 16-year, a 19-year coming out, um, and then there's some some stuff that's really hard to get. The Parker's Heritage Collection. This is their 14th year that that's coming out, and they're doing the Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, which is one that I've never been able to get my hands on. Never had a pour of it. I saw it one time in a bar and it was pretty darn expensive. So I didn't throw down yeah. the coin. That was when I did the Elmer T hundredth anniversary stuff instead. But all those are going to be pretty reasonable because they're just getting released if you can get your hands on them. And then the one I'm probably most excited about, because I think I'm going to be able to get it is the Elijah Craig, Elijah Craig toasted barrel. Mm. And have you had any of the toasted barrel stuff that's nope. been released? Nope. I haven't. They seem to be getting some pretty good reviews. I'm pretty excited to try that one, because I like the Elijah Craig. So I wonder what the difference between the toasted barrel and the charred barrel, because all bourbon's in a new oak charred barrel, right? So I just, I'm curious what the difference is. Yeah, the one that, the one that I'd had was, uh, I think it was Axon Oak, and they had kind of a, a, it was a spire that they had, had toasted somehow. And I don't know how they do that, I don't know, but then they kind of put that down in the bourbon to get that okay. flavor and actually sell the bottle that way, which is a little funky. Um, and sort some guys of like a, yeah, like a maker's 46 type of thing where they add a, a finishing stave, maybe, um, kind of situation, another, another addition to the barrel. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm excited to give that one a try for sure. Um, then October, that's the big one, right? Cause Buffalo trace is coming out with their antique collection. So the William LaRue Weller, the stag, the handy, the Sazerac. I mean, those are all coming out. Mm -hmm. Pretty exciting to get those. Those are usually, you know, um, you usually pick those up in the 100, 120 range if you can get them. But that's the one that I picked up one a couple of years ago. Now the aftermarket on those is like 600 bucks. So if you can't get right. it fresh, you're just not going to touch it. I don't know that I could pay 600 bucks for it. But they also have uh, Little Book Chapter 4 coming out. And then they've got the uh, Pappy Van Winkle, if you can get on that list. That's coming out in October. And then High West has got a Midwinter's Night Dram. And that's their eighth version of that. So any of those things you would be uh, chasing if you got a chance to grab them? Yeah, you know, at, uh, at retail, all of them, right? That's kind of the dream is you 
uh, walk into a store and they're just all laid out there on the counter. Uh, right. But in reality, right, <clears throat> your odds of hitting that store lottery or um, finding that dusty bottle in the corner of a shelf or whatever, uh, you know, it's just not that good. And we right. all want to try and score those bottles. Um, and, you know, you I, th I think you find yourself maybe sometimes backed into a corner where it's almost like a broken record. You know, you go into a store, hey, do you have any Weller? Do you have any Stag Junior? Do you have any, you know, what, whatever it is that you're looking for. So what is it, Mike, when, when, you're, um, when you're running that script, maybe it's a new store, maybe it's the corner store that you've been to, you know, once a week or twice a month and they know you, they know that you, yeah, okay, we know that he's looking for that Weller 107 and the 12 year and the foolproof and stag and, you know, Colonel Taylor, whatever. Um, what are you looking for when you go in that store or what are you going to ask for if, uh, if you feel like, man, it, I'm a broken record, I need to try something new? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and what's funny is, I kind of drew a blank one time I went into a store and the guy's like, I said, you got anything interesting in back? And he said, well, what are you looking for? And I said, well, what do you got? And he said, he said, well, you got to ask for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, that's fair. And I kind of, right. for, for an instant, Checkmate. I just drew a blank and I said, exactly. Right. You got me. I said, well, you know, I, uh, I like, I like the same stuff that everybody else likes the Wellers and the Blantons and stuff like that. I said, but I said, really, I've been trying to get my hands on a bottle of Rock Hill Farms. And that's that same mash bill, you know, as like right. MRT and Hancock's and all that stuff. But uh, I threw that out there. And then he said, well, I don't have that one, but I, I may have something else you might like. And I think sometimes when you get the dialogue going, that really helps. But that prompted me to go back and make a list. And I've been, I shared that with my buddy Doug, too. And, and I think I shared that with you, too, Rob, so you guys can kind of see what we're looking for and welcome to add to that. But, you know, um, you know, I, I love the Elijah Craig's, all those that are aged are all pretty fun to get my hands on. Right now, the E.H. Taylor, they've got a 18-year uh, marriage that's out there that's kind of hard to find. Yep. Um, Blanton's is supposed to be coming out with a gold that was sold over in Europe, and now they're releasing it here, and I haven't seen that anywhere, so I've been asking about stuff like that, but a lot of it's just getting those guys talking a little bit, find out what they got in back, and sometimes you just ask the question, hey, man, you got anything interesting that, uh, you know, you're not putting out on the shelf, and... Uh, hanging back for somebody special and you never know they, they might you know kill you. the guy the guy that I gave me the stag junior he wasn't planning on giving that to me that day I just was talking to him about getting the foolproof that I was hoping he was going to hook me up with so I guilted him into it didn't you I did I twisted his <laughs> arm <laughs> how about you man when you go in do you have a you got kind of a list or you have a script before you go in to talk to somebody you know yeah so there's the usual suspects right uh, that we've talked about over and over so I don't want to I don't want to turn that record again um, but for me, I'm always interested in store picks. Um, so, you know, I just picked up a store pick um, that's a Knob Creek 120 proof. And those are generally a single barrel, right? So for any of our listeners who aren't familiar, um, if you're, you know, a grocery store, a liquor store, um, maybe two or three liquor stores going together, um, I've even seen like Longhorn Steakhouse, uh, Hy-Vee, you know, uh, King Supers. They can go to whether it's Knob Creek or uh, Maker's Mark or, you know, whatever distillery. I've seen Eagle Rare. You know, I've never, I've never seen it on the shelf. I've seen pictures, right, of these store picks where, you know, 
some people from the represent that business will go and pick out a barrel or two of what they think is a uh, above standard bourbon. They'll buy that barrel. And, you know, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars for them to buy that barrel and have it bottled and then have a label put on it that says, Hey, this is uh, Lucas liquor, high V King super store pick. And I think for the money for me, uh, store picks are usually pretty dang good bang for the buck. They're usually a little higher proof because they're single barrel. Um, you know, they, somebody tasted that barrel before, you know, at, I picked it on purpose. So, you know, they, I, I, I highly doubt that they're like, Oh, tried one. That's it. You know, they're going to sample multiple barrels, pick their favorite one. Um, so I'm always looking for store picks. Um, and then, you know, age statements, I think I'm always curious about. So anything 10, 12 or over, um, you know, there's an Evan Williams 12 year that, um, I'd love to get my hands on. I think the story is the only place you can buy it is at the distillery in like Japan or something. Um, but if you, you know, if you see a, 12 year age statement, um, you know, whatever it is to me, that's interesting. Um, and then I'm always on the lookout for cast strength too. So, um, you know, makers just recently came out with their cast strength makers. And I know I had you looking, I had some friends in Kansas city looking and it's interesting when it was released, a bottle was like 60, 50 to high fifties to low sixties. I've seen it now um, is, as low as like right at 50 bucks. So it's come down. Um, but about the same time they just came out with the makers 46 cast strength. So, you know, that's on my, on my radar. If I see that, you know, just because I like makers mark, I want to try it. So I guess store picks, age statements and cast strength bourbons. Um, I'm always on the lookout for those. So yeah, the, what I like about the store pick is you're engaging them right away. And so they've got a vested interest in that. I mean, somebody at their store did the sampling. And like you said, they stack a few things up. I mean, I've had people tell me, because Blanton's is one of those single barrels that they've tried one. I'm like, yeah, that, that one wasn't very good, actually. This, this time around, I wasn't thrilled with, with Blanton's. If that's the only one you ever tried, maybe you don't think Blanton's is worth the hype and the money and, and chasing it around and all that stuff. But in that, in that case, you got somebody at the store who probably knows their bourbon and they've sampled a couple. So that's cool. So you engage them on that. But yeah, I like the age statement thing too. Um, hey, one thing I want to throw at you too, because when you get into November, as far as these release, that's where that Elijah Craig 18 year is coming out. And the other one that I thought was really interesting was Woodford Reserve has their master's collection that comes out in November. And that one's pretty funky because um, when that, I think they come out and they're right around the $100, maybe 110 price point. But as time goes on, the prices start to creep up on those as they start to sell out. I got the, uh, last year they released, released a chocolate malted rye. And I got a bottle of that and it was 110 bucks, a little pricey, but I picked it up because it was unique. And man, I couldn't find that for, I loved it. It was really good. And nobody could find that anywhere else that I told was really good stuff for under 160 bucks. So that goes up pretty fast. So that, the fact that that's getting released in November says, Hey, uh, give that a look if you can. So, um, yeah, man, some good stuff coming up. I like the fall, the weather's starting to turn. We actually have in Colorado Springs forecast is 91 on Sunday 
and by Tuesday it's supposed to drop down to 37 and we potentially have some snow coming so the the falls the falls here when maybe winter's are, man. here yeah yeah <laughs> and with that comes a pretty good bourbon hunting season man I'm super excited for it right on right on well you know um hopefully we we don't uh, have as many uh, sunrises in between this podcast and the next as we did the last one and with this new fall uh, what we're going to call the bourbon hunt season, right? Coming on, we're, we're the bourbon hounds. And so now it's time to get out there in the bushes and the weeds and find those new bottles that are being released. So <clears throat> hopefully we get some new stories and uh, like to try and get a guest on. I think that'd be fun to do too. And uh, yeah, so uh, any, any big closing words of wisdom, Mike? For some reason it popped into my head that the, uh, the pursuit of whiskiness is, uh, is something that we've had been going on. And I just like that phrase. So uh, here's to the pursuit of whiskiness. Ron. All right. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. Thanks again, Bourbon Hounds, for joining us on another episode. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Bourbon Hound Podcast. If you're on Facebook, please join the Bourbon Hound Podcast Facebook group. We'd love to have you. And give us a follow on Twitter. Just search for the Bourbon Hound Podcast.